We are hopeful by going to these fairly extreme measures of two times a week watering that we will actually be able to save some water for next year for landscape. We're preserving against another bad year. It is no secret that Utah is in a pretty serious drought this year, but trying to understand really why it's such a significant issue in the state of Utah is kind of hard to understand for most of us. So I brought an expert on the show today with me so that we can understand how big of an issue this is. Tage Flint is on the show with us today, and he's going to be explaining to us why the drought this year is so different than in years past. Well, Tage, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So tell us about what you do. It's a very specialized area that I think a lot of people are unaware of the importance of what you do. Right. I, I manage one of the uh, big four, as we call them, water authorities here in the state of Utah, Weber Basin Water Conservancy District. Mm -hmm. uh, we are the uh, regional water authority, if you will, for northern Utah. So if you can picture boundaries uh, just north of the capital uh, in through Davis, Weber and Box Elder counties, and then on the Wasatch back out to Wyoming through Morgan and Summit County. With what you do, I mean, obviously, you're going to be very well aware of what's happening with Utah's drought uh, currently and understanding different the water levels and the, and the insecurities that we have with water this year. So tell us, what does a healthy water level in the state look like and where are we at this year? Sure. Well, what a healthy water supply looks like is nothing like we're seeing this year. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, the, the thing that I tell uh, folks when we talk about the drought this year is that uh, it came on suddenly and, uh, and unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. And and with a force that I've never seen in my career, I've been doing really? this a long time. I've been in the water business for 35 years. I've never seen first in year drought occur at this level before. So it's it, we went from severe to extreme uh, drought conditions in just a space of about nine months. And uh, it is it's a perfect storm, if you will, of conditions starting over a year ago till now. It created a, a problem that we just uh, hadn't seen in magnitude and timing before. What was that problem? The problem is multifaceted, but it started with last summer, as you remember, uh, almost no precipitation through summer and fall yep. next year, last year. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it coupled then with a low soil moisture, something that we don't talk a lot about because it gets into the weeds a little bit. But the uh, soil contains a certain amount of moisture in the in the upper watersheds okay. at any one time. Uh, by last fall, we saw the lowest soil moisture content numbers that we'd ever seen uh, for that time okay. of the year in the history of our watersheds, uh, which means the soil was parched and very deeply parched. And, uh, and then we threw on top of that a very substandard snowpack last winter. Yep. Uh, we ended up in the Weber River systems up north about 50% of our average snowpack. And that all culminated in a, in a runoff this year that almost did not occur. Mm -hmm. uh, by the time that very parched soil um, was regenerated with, with the water, the runoff, it took almost the entire runoff. And so our rivers started to rise just a little bit and rolled over and died. So it was basically all absorbed into the soil. Exactly. Okay. So that's crazy. So the thing that I'm trying to understand here is Utah's been, I mean, we're, we're in a drought every year, it almost seems like. So it seems almost unprecedented the way the messaging is being put across this, this time around. What is the big deal with this drought compared to other droughts? Right. Uh, I, I think it has all to do with the fact it came on so suddenly and that we filled no reservoirs in northern Utah this year. Oh. Well, in fact, I, I would say the whole state. 
uh, no reservoir that I'm aware of even came close to filling. Mm-hmm. And you just don't see that in the first year of a drought cycle. You see that in year three a lot of times. Okay. Uh, but uh, but to, to see our reservoirs not, not only not fill, but not even come close to filling in after just one, you know, about 16-month season is just extraordinary. And I, I say this all the time, if, you know, most of water managers in the state of Utah are whining about something all the time. <laughs> it seems it seems like we're whining about uh, drought or water overuse or or floods. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we we have flood control issues. With, uh, those of us that operate the big dams in the state uh, mm-hmm. spend a lot of time on the high water years trying to keep the communities safe from flooding, mm-hmm. using the dams as the buffer. Okay, um, and that's a very difficult operational problem for us, but. But, uh, and the reason though, I think that we're whining a lot is because we rarely experience average in the state. We're either one extreme or the other. We're either dry or, or wetter than normal. Okay. Uh, that average line is something in the middle that we rarely actually experience. Okay. That's interesting. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. I remember a few years ago when it seemed like it rained all throughout the summer and I was like, what is going on here? Are we really in a drought anymore? Yeah, right. exactly. So with everything that's happening this year, I know that there's already been a lot of work to done to mitigate the effects of this drought, um, including a couple of state of emergencies from the governor. Can you talk to us a little bit more about what has been done to hopefully prevent us from running out of water? Sure. So this, as we mentioned already, is a statewide issue this year. No one is out of the drought designation. And so when the governor makes a proclamation, such as he has now three times mm-hmm. uh, concerning drought, it is a statewide issue and a statewide problem. Uh, th- those are helpful for a lot of reasons. One is those initial declarations that the governor makes allow for some federal relief funding to come into the state after that declaration is made for drought. Um, those are largely agricultural type fundings that come in from the federal side. Mm-hmm. Uh, very rarely do they uh, land in agencies like ours where we're supplying water for municipal, urban, and agricultural. But that's important for the mm-hmm. farmers. Uh, to be able to receive that designation early so they know what to do for their for our operations for the year. Uh, the other big reason it's important for the governor to come out in front of this is that uh, public awareness jumps as soon as the governor speaks. Yeah, that's true. If he has a, he has a press conference and the press is there and covers, covers it on the nightly news and in the papers and online, uh, all of a sudden there's a higher awareness that we can't accomplish on our own. Yeah. Okay. And so what do his, what do his state of emergencies do? I mean, aside from the federal funding that you gather, uh, how does it affect your everyday Utah? Right. Well, in this case, this year, uh, this third announcement the governor made just last week helps with uh, putting guidelines out there for the state water usage. So for those of us who have yards, landscapes, mm-hmm. uh, parks, any kind of, any kind of, uh, irrigated open space in our communities are now given guidelines with the governor and through his Department of Natural Resources and Division of Water Resources have been given guidelines as to how we should or should not water Mm -hmm. our landscapes this year. And that's very helpful for us. We parlay that into local messages and and try to penetrate more of that message into the community. Just to try to try to get people to conserve water as much as possible. Exactly. So I know one of those executive order that actually he signed that, uh, Prevented any state facilities from watering any time between the hours of 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. If I'm that's covering. correct, and and now uh, in addition to that, uh, asking for only two times a week watering period uh, okay. for for all state facilities, and that's helpful because it leads by example. Uh, it's precisely what we're requesting our residents in northern Utah to do as well: only watering two times a week, 
and uh, and and then certain times per type of sprinkler system. Besides that, mm-hmm. uh, that isn't taken lightly by our public. Our public is used to having very lush and green yeah. landscapes, and uh, and it requires, especially during June, July, and August, it requires more than two times a water, two times a week watering. Yeah, we acknowledge that. And what we're asking for is is a little bit of a stressing of our landscapes this year, which is hard for a lot of folks to accept. Yeah, but uh, important for the overall benefit and health of our state. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I think it's, and we, we spend a lot of time trying to explain that we are not advocating for killing our landscape. Yeah. Uh, what we're advocating for is a, an ability to stress them this year. They'll come back next, they'll come back this fall, uh, but by next spring, they'll be fine. So it's getting us through this year. So if things keep getting worse, Worst case scenario, are we going to get water shut off? Like, what what ramifications are possible? Right. So again, it's on the irrigation side. I think I need to reiterate the fact that our drinking water supplies are fine. Okay. Uh, I don't know one agency statewide that has any uh, anticipated problem with drinking water supplies. So culinary water secure. Uh, I would even say culinary water secure next year. Okay. Um, we we put enough in our reservoirs. That we'll have enough in this this fall to have a drinking water supply for next year. So what we're really talking about is out, outdoor landscapes and what do we do there. Um, we are hopeful by going to these fairly extreme measures of two times a week watering that we will actually be able to save some water for next year for landscapes. And I think that's important for everyone to understand. Uh, we're preserving against another bad year mm-hmm. uh, at least some water for for irrigation next year. So irrigation is the primary issue when it comes to our water usage. Exactly. What is being done to to compel, I guess it would be farmers and those that want to keep their lawns green, what's being done to compel them or encourage them to save their water? Right. Uh, it, it, is the, it is the golden question and it's a tough, it's a tough uh, accomplishment, frankly. What we are left with is are a couple of tools. One is if it's culinary water that we're using for our landscapes, that goes through a culinary meter. And usually in most cities have a tiered water mm-hmm. rate system that if the more you use, the more you're going to pay mm-hmm. per gallon. And uh, and I think that has a fairly good effect on curbing water u- overuse. Yeah. Um, the, the challenge for our area in northern Utah is secondary water. Secondary water is that untreated water source that comes to each home in addition to your culinary water that we use for the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, it has traditionally not been metered. Therefore, yeah. it's very difficult to track. Um, there's good news on that front. We now have technology that has caught up. We don't have any moving part uh, meters anymore that we're trying. We're, we're using uh, flow-through meters that have no moving parts in them. Mm-hmm. And we're installing those. Um, we're well beyond a pilot program at this point. We've installed 12,000 of those meters in our retail systems through Davis and Weaver counties. And uh, we're seeing tremendous results in the fact that uh, folks are now educated and constantly informed on their water use throughout the summer. Uh, To answer your original question, we need to install an ethic here of all of us just using less and and landscaping such that it doesn't require so much water. Yeah. And that is a difficult ask. Uh, It's it's trying, you know, we're not going to make that, 90 degree turn overnight. We're going to do that through educating our school children, mm-hmm. through uh, appealing to our our community's desire to be more responsible with our natural resources. And those those kinds of messages take a long time. They're effective, but they take a long time to turn that ship. Yeah, of course. 
So what what's in the works now? I, I hear you have a meeting here coming up with this with the Speaker of the House and other government leaders. Um, what's in the works to ensure that we can keep a good watershed and prevent overuse of of our water resources? Right. So in the works right now is 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 a media program. You, you may have heard of the Slow the Flow yep. campaign that mm-hmm. we've established over years. Those are the water districts and the Division of Water Resources who have created that program. Uh, we pay for it every year, and uh, has done very well in getting a general message out. Um, we're going to abruptly stop that program this summer and go okay. to another media messaging specifically about the drought and about how we should use much less water this year. Okay. And uh, you'll start hearing that on the media just in the next few weeks. Um, but even at that, this is a difficult ask to get uh, get this ethic message out, if you will. Uh, we use all the media outlets we can, uh, but how people receive information is different. How they want to comply to the information if they hear it is is questionable sometimes. Mm-hmm. And and so we understand we're we're in for a long term type of an education process here. Okay, yeah, it does it does take a long time to change habits. I mean, even personal habits are hard to change. So I can imagine changing the habits of an entire state. So yes, and 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 one thing that there's a dynamic that we have in the water business. We talk about it as water managers all the time. When we talk about roads and and traffic and mm-hmm. money for roads, it's fairly easy for everybody to get on board with that and yeah. understand it because you see it every day. It's true. Know? And every time you get in a traffic jam, you think about it every day. In the in the water uh, business, we have almost the same amount of infrastructure. The problem we have is it's up in the canyons behind mm-hmm. big dams, and and but it's largely buried in huge pipelines that we transmit water yeah. throughout the state. Uh, it's almost out of sight and out of mind for folks. And the other thing, we're a victim of our own success a little bit. Like a traffic jam will create a desire for more road type work. Mm-hmm. We rarely create a condition where you turn your shower on and it doesn't come on yeah uh, we've been way ahead of the curve in terms of demand uh, but it, but that makes us a little bit of a victim of our own success where okay. where we haven't created a crisis yeah that makes sense and uh thank you for that actually because uh that would be unfortunate if that was ever an issue for us it really is <laughs> and, and we understand it's a, he- a public health problem if you start yeah. to run out <laughs> not only not only showering but uh public water supplies have to be robust Now, I'm going to cut this conversation just a little bit short. Tage and I talked for another few minutes after this, but I decided it'd be good to have a two-part episode because this one is a little bit longer. So make sure to join us next week to continue this conversation where we are going to talk a little bit more about the infrastructure needs, our water infrastructure needs, and also the rebates that you can take advantage of while you are trying to find ways to conserve your water, such as changing your park strips and even installing smart watering systems. So remember to join us next week so you can figure out how you can get rebates to install those type of water conservation measures in your home. We'll see you next week.